The reason why God desires to have a living, personal relationship with each one of us is because that relationship is our salvation. The Eucharist that we receive, how God works through all the other sacraments, and all the ways that He comes to us in our life produce this happy result of salvation. And this is why biblical joy, which is what we celebrate today on this third Sunday, is always tied to an ongoing personal experience of God's saving love in our life. And this joy that comes with salvation is described with many beautiful images throughout the scriptures. And many of them are from the prophet Isaiah, from where we have just heard. For example, the joy of having our sin-stained garments taken away and being clothed with new garments, garments of salvation bedecked with fine jewels and wrapped in this beautiful mantle of God's own justice. Another image is the image of the joy of a field of broken human hearts that are yearning for salvation and that salvation raining down from heaven, the grace of God the Holy Spirit, and all these hearts receiving this word and grace of God that springs up in new life, in a rich harvest of justice, of love, of peace, of greater unity, and so forth. One of my favorite images is the joy of the dawning of a new day that dispels all the darkness. And one thing that we love, or that we will love on December 21st, the day of the winter solstice, is that the days are starting to get longer. And we love this. We always are a little bit sad and depressed when the days start to get shorter. But this is the reason for our joy. And God wants to continue to have this salvation unfold in our life because we were made for joy. But again, it is always connected to the experience of God's saving love. So in order for this to continue to be our joy and to be our preparation for the final coming of Christ, or our own passing from this world, we will always need the voice of God to urge us onward, to encourage us, and sometimes to even warn us through, for example, the prophet John the Baptist, or through people like the Apostle St. Paul. And those of you who are parents and grandparents, you understand this very well. 
We all know, based on our reflections the past two Sundays, that we can fall asleep spiritually. We can fall back into sin. We can put other obstacles and barriers in God's way. The darkness that God removes from our life can come back. And so we have, for example, the voice of John the Baptist. Repent and keep the path of God to your heart straight and clear. Get rid of all the obstacles that are in the way. Or the voice of St. Paul. And St. Paul is doing this all throughout his letters. He's basically saying to those first Christians, you have received the gift of the Holy Spirit. Be careful not to quench this gift. And therefore, test everything in your life and discern what is good and what is evil. He said, keep what is good, retain that, but get rid of anything that is keeping us back from growing closer to God. Get rid of it. And pray that the God of love will preserve us, spirit, soul, and body, blameless for the coming of Jesus Christ. We will always need these voices in our life constantly calling us to keep going, to persevere, not to fall asleep and to fall back into sin. There's a Jewish custom that in preparation for the Passover, they would get rid of all the old yeast in their houses because the bread of the Passover was unleavened. So they would get rid of all the old yeast. Advent is somewhat like that. It's the winter version of spiritual spring house cleaning. We want to get rid of anything in our life that is holding us back, that is getting in the way for a deeper experience of salvation in Jesus Christ. I remember in my first few years of starting to open my life to God and the light of God shining into my heart, and I began to see things in a very different way. You know, we don't realize that we're blind until we start to see. And I began to be able to distinguish the, di- the difference between what was true and what was error in my thinking and in some of my concepts. I began to be able to discern the difference between what is true love and what are all the false imitations that I sometimes encounter in the culture. I began to see the difference between what is of the Spirit of God and what is of the Spirit of the world that was constantly seducing me in paths away from God. And so at one point I realized, if I'm going to take God serious, 
and allow him to do the work in my life that he wants to do, I had to take a look at my lifestyle. And one thing, for example, I looked at the music that I was listening to, that I loved to to listen to for hours on end. And I began to realize that some of that music was fostering and feeding the attitudes of sin that I was trying to leave behind. Attitudes like rebelliousness against my parents and authority, promiscuity, pride and arrogance, experimentation and indulgence in drugs and alcohol, and that party spirit that is devoid of all self-restraint and decency. These were some of the things that I would come out of the music and the lyrics and so forth. And so I realized if I hang on to these, the darkness will come right back into my life. And these will be a source of temptation for me. So I called up a friend, and he and I took some of those albums. Uh Uh-oh, I just told you how old I am. That's right, albums. Uh, those, the young people here, ask your mom and dad what those are. Those are way before your time. But I called up my friend, and we burned these albums in the front yard. It was a beautiful day. Watching those albums just burn. And to get rid of that old yeast that was tripping me up and taking me away from God. I got a phone call once. It was rather urgent to do a house blessing. And I went to this home. It was a very small apartment, very small. And the first thing I noticed was this huge TV. It was the biggest thing in the apartment. It was almost the size of an entire wall. Made me wonder if that wasn't the idol and false god of this family. But this family was experiencing things that were unusual and very scary. So they asked me to come and bless this house. But what disturbed me most is that I I saw on the shelves certain movies, video games, and books that were very problematic. And I had to say to them, look, I would love to call God's blessing down on this home. But if you don't get rid of some of this stuff, you're going to invite the darkness right back into your hearts and into your home. Now perhaps an example that's very current is with regard to the Ouija board. As you know, they just made a movie several weeks ago on this game. And of course, it's presented as something very innocent. You know, the devil has so successfully watered down the faith of so many that he can practically dance out in the open sunlight and not be recognized. Now, my parents bought us this game when we were younger. And they, like many parents of that time, were completely ignorant of the danger and the harm that can come with playing with this game. And as a priest, I can assure you, in my experience as a priest and in ministry before that, I have seen the great harm and danger that has come to many people 
by playing with this game. This movie has awakened greater interest and curiosity among young people and some adults, unfortunately. And by the way, I would never recommend the movie to anyone. But this is an example of something that we would never want in our homes. It doesn't take us to God. Let us not forget that the reason why God rejected King Saul and took the kingdom from him and gave it to David was because he did not seek wisdom and counsel from God, but he went to a medium, to a seer, in order to conjure up the dead and seek counsel that way. That was a sin of Saul. And it was the reason why God rejected him. My sister and brother, they burned that game that our parents had given us in ignorance. My dear friends, there are two ways that you and I can respond to the invitation of the readings today and to prepare for Christmas. One, the message of John the Baptist. Repent. For us to participate in one of the many opportunities for confession, whether you come to the penance service this Thursday, we'll have many priests here to hear confessions, or whether you go to another penance service in the neighborhood that fits your schedule better, to clear the pathway for the Lord to come in new ways. And secondly, like the message of St. Paul, to go back into our homes and to discern what is good and what is evil. To retain what is good and to get rid of anything that could possibly be a stumbling block between us and God. So for us to go into our homes and to look at our magazines, our books, some of the music we might listen to, maybe some of the video games or movies, and like the Jews, to get rid of the old leaven, anything that is not of God and of the gospel. This would help us prepare and make our Christmas so much more joyful because we will be celebrating the true meaning of Christmas, which is the joy of salvation in Jesus Christ. Amen.